0: 4 Hallelujah. Good morning everyone. Hallelujah. It's 9.04 in
1: the morning. Today is December the 15th, 2019 and I am Brother Joseph. Hallelujah. I just wait a couple of minutes. A few people have joined. Hallelujah. We're going to get into the word. Amen. The word of the Lord is life unto those who find them and help to all their flesh. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And 904, amen. One more minute and we'll pray. Trust everyone's having a good day and a good week in the Lord, amen. In the Lord. It's a qualifying statement there. Hallelujah. i got a lot of material to cover. I'm hoping to finish this series on marriage. Amen. A lot of words that came forth, a lot of revelation, a lot of truth, amen. And I trust that you guys are hearing, amen, hearing what the Lord is saying, amen. <clears throat> All right, it's 9.05, praise God. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this opportunity, Father, to come before you, Lord God, to stand here in your presence, Father, ministering the words of life, amen. For you said, Lord Jesus, it is a spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that you speak unto us, they are Numa and they are Zoe they are breath of God they are the life of God they are the spirit of God and they are your life father and this it's this word father God that's breathed out of your spirit oh God into our spirits amen as you breathe out Lord of God and and exhale your word and your principles and your ways father God and teach us of your ways father for the children of Israel knew your acts but Moses knew your ways father and that's that's our desires father God for us to line up to the rule of God to the Canon of God the that, that precious word of God in our hearts and in our lives that brings alignment, that brings us revelation, comprehension, understanding, Lord God, as you as we see it by the Spirit, amen. And I pray, Lord God, that you would show the people, Father, the kingdom of God, teach them the kingdom of God, Father. Let them see, Father God, the dominion of Jesus Christ, amen, and his desire in the earth, hallelujah, on earth as it is in heaven, amen. There's already a rule, there's already a government established in the heavens, oh God. And we desire that rule in our lives, Father God, here on earth. Thank you, Father, for those that are partaking today of this bread of life and those that will partake in the future, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise God, amen. we got a lot of material to cover. I just wanted to start out by... Um, I want to start out, basically, I want to read a, a scripture in Matthew. We'll start with verse 13, chapter 13, verse... Uh, 10 now he had just finished explaining to the disciples and to the people that were following him and hearing the word of the Lord amen uh, the parable of the sower right and so his disciples said unto him they came to him and said unto him why do you speak unto them in parables amen why are you addressing them in parables parables is a is an example right a metaphor metaphoric understanding of a natural thing to convey to, to understand something in the spirit, Amen. Howbeit, that was not first which is natural, but that which is spiritual. Then afterward, that which is natural. Right? That's First Corinthians fifteen. Hang on. I think it's forty six. Yeah, fifteen forty six. Howbeit, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterward, that which is spiritual. So, we can understand the spiritual side of things in the kingdom of God if we can understand the natural things. And the scripture testifies to that, right? All of creation, Psalm 19, speaks of his glory. Every portion and every part of creation that God has set up and established has a certain line that they follow, a course that they follow. And no one is trying to interfere in the course of another. For example, in the world of the animals, right? You have, you have, you have, I, I, I love, uh, Photographing right, all these beautiful animals, these birds and stuff, and and uh, you see a cardinal, for example, and the cardinal's not trying to be like a blue jay, or not. Uh, the blue jay's not trying to be like a, a, a sparrow. The sparrow's not trying to be like a wren or house house bird or whatever. None of these creatures in, in in creation are trying to be like anything else except who they are. They don't have a problem with that. And the and the beautiful thing about that is right, they came from order, right. They were set up from order. So they understand their lines, they understand their boundaries, and obviously when they cross the line and the boundaries, there's going to be problem for them. I was talking to a gentleman yesterday, this just gentleman, you know, I was getting some food from my family, and uh, you know, I don't know where he's from, I don't know if he serves Jesus Christ, I don't know anything about him, but I gave him a basic principle about uh, the man, right, and his part, and his portion, and why God has, why God set him up first why did he bring him forth first right that's what I asked him and he says I don't know and I said well let's take a look at these animals right these cardinal for example he's he's going to be out there and you're gonna spot him and notice him first right because the that cardinal doesn't want the predator to see this female to see the babies that's why God put him out front. That's why he is out front. That's why all these animals are out front, the male, all the time in front of his female. Not because he's better than her, right? Not because he's more intelligent than her, has more knowledge. Because, you, And the fact of the matter is you need both sides, right? The male has tunnel vision. The female has the peripheral vision. And anyway, I, I shared that with him, and he, he saw it clearly. I said, wow. He said, that, that's right. You know, he all he could do is acknowledge it, you know? So I shared that principle of the kingdom of God with him in a parable. Right? That wasn't really my intention going into the store, but for as many as are led of the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Right? You're you're bringing forth the bread of life because of that love of God in you for humanity. Right? You want humanity to understand the humans, in other words, the kingdom of God. So he said, <clears throat> "Why do you speak to them in parables?" And he answered and said unto them, "Because it is given unto you." disciples that are following me to know the mysteries of the kingdom to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven but to them it is not given mysteries of the kingdom of heaven right the word mysteries is there is mysterion the hidden thing the secret things right and so when we look at Ephesians chapter 5 Paul talking about Christ in the church all right? I'm just going to give you another small example here of a mystery of the kingdom. Verse 32, 532. This is a great mystery, Paul said. Talking about husbands and wives. But I speak concerning Christ in the church. When I'm talking to you about the kingdom of God, Paul said, and the mystery of marriage and how marriage is supposed to be structured according to the word of God, not because one is better than the other, but because if you want to maintain the divine order, the divine protection the divine edification, the divine building up in your lives, then you need to pattern your marriage after my word, the rule of God. Not rule as in I'm authority over you and I tell you what to do. I set out in front of you to protect you, to build you up, to strengthen you, just like Jesus does the the church. I was listening to the message from uh, December the 1st here from the fellowship in Marshall and Brother Jeff was sharing and he said that Christ was looking for a body so that He can bring His government to it, right? That's why He's trying to build His structure in the earth so He can begin to rule on earth as it is in heaven. The government of God is going to bring the peace of God. The government of God brings the distinction to the sons and daughters that we are all of equal importance to the Father, but we have different roles and different parts. It doesn't mean one is better than the other. Everyone has their own operation. I share that with my sons all the time. Y'all have your operation. This is the way I like to do it. There's no problem with either one, in the way things are done. You see. So, I am sharing with this guy, and I shared him a parable, man, I, and, I, and I and I brought to him an understanding about the kingdom of God, just basically about talking about animals, right, birds. <clears throat> but the, the the interesting thing about this is, is that if you if you're hearing the kingdom of God, then you're going to understand the way of the Lord. You're seeing and you're hearing, right? But if you're hearing this word of the Lord, even today, even now, and you're not understanding and you're not seeing, you're not hearing and seeing, then you're missing something. You're missing the kingdom of God. You're missing the origin, right, of where God comes from. He comes from forth out of our spirit. The scripture says in Proverbs 4, 20, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. As soon as I allow my soul to take control and get offended, there's a problem, right? Because he'll say words, and he'll 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 speak from in a place of an offense, and therefore he dishonors his father. He's the son of Jesus Christ because he's speaking from himself, or her soul. So he said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. So Jesus Christ is looking for a place to bring his rule in the earth. And he was going to do it through the church. He does it through the church. I will build my church and the gates of hell are not going to prevail. I'm going to build my family, Joseph, my wife, my sons and the gates of hell are not going to prevail. As long as we stay in order to the word of God, the rule of God, which is the canon, the canon is the word, right? We talked about that in 1 Corinthians 12. As long as we stay according to the measure of the rule of God, which is the word of God, The metron of the canon of God, the rule of God, the metron is the boundaries. As long as we stay in the boundaries that have been prescribed to us, that have been given to us, we're going to stay safe. David said this, the lions have fallen unto me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. As long as I stay in the boundary of what God has given me, there's not going to be any conflict or problem. But as soon as I step out of the line, of the boundary, there's going to be a conflict. Simple as that. So we've been talking about marriage, right? <clears throat> and this mystery of marriage, right? And mystery of the kingdom. Mystery of marriage, the marriage is, a, is another mystery. Because in the world, they have their own interpretation of how they see what a man and a woman should be. First of all, they say that the male and the female are equal. Well, in the kingdom of God, we're all equal as far as God loving his sons and daughters. But in the order of marriage, God set the male up first. Over the wife, not to dominate her, not control them, not manipulate them, don't do it like the Gentiles, Jesus said. But to stand in front of them in between the enmity, and the enmity is Satan. Satan hates the woman. Genesis 3:15. I will put enmity between you and the woman. He hates her. Because she brought forth the seed, the man shall Christ, and she also brings forth the seed mankind, woman, you know, male and female unto the earth. Right? She's important, right, obviously. And so therefore, you know, Satan hates that. And he's always seeking to come into our lives and trip us up, trip us up. He's going to grab the heel, the scripture says. That's what he does. He's a manipulator. He's a liar. He's the father of lies. He's a thief. He steals, kills, and destroys. He's trying to disrupt our lives and get us to get out of order from the order of what God set up in the word, the rule of God. I was asking a gentleman the other day yesterday, he was fixing a tire in the truck I got a nail in the truck and it was leaking air young man but once again I don't know anything about this young man but I know that the last time I, uh, I was there at that place I blessed him amen? the less is blessed of the greater amen? so this time I shared with them do you know where the kingdom of God is They said well no I said, the kingdom of God is right here in your heart. When Jesus Christ enters into a man, as that man or that woman receives Jesus Christ and the work that God has already done in Christ, in Jesus was crucified and raised from the dead, right? And again, not for eternal life, because the fact of the matter is, you're going to live eternally whether you're serving God or whether you're not serving God. Isn't that, a, isn't that incredible? All this time, man. All these evangelists and all these big-time ministers preaching to the people. Tell them you want to be born again, you're going to get eternal life if you get born again. Really? No, the 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 the, the, the approach should have been you're going to have God every day in your lives eternally. Receiving that life of God and that breath of God out of your spirit, man. All right. So anyway... <clears throat> He said, no, I don't know what the kingdom of God is, and I explained it to him, praise God. I said, right here, God wants to rule your heart, train you up how to be a young man, train you up how to be a young man eventually where you can have your wife and your sons, and you train them, and you establish the kingdom of God in their lives by teaching them the way of the Lord. But you're not going to get that, obviously, if you don't get involved in the word of God. Find out who's teaching the word of God. All right, so, why are you teaching them in parables, Jesus said? I mean, they asked him. All right, so, so it's given unto you, those that are understand the kingdom of God, those that know the kingdom of God, those that understand the ways of God, want the way of God, understand correction, understand his way, right? It's given unto you to know the kingdom, right? But unto them, verse 11, it's not given. Matthew 13 11. Whosoever hath to him shall be given. So if you have the kingdom of God, glory to God, you're going to keep receiving of the increase of his government. You're going to be receiving increase in your life. It, there's no other option. Now, if you regress and go on your own way, then guess what? You're peeling back from the kingdom of God. <clears throat> Instead of going forward, you're going backwards. Right? Increase with the increase of God, amen? As you increase in the kingdom of God, you hear more is going to be given to you. You see more is going to be under given to you and understand. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, unto him, and, and he shall have more abundance, right? More abundance. He's going to be filled up, man. He's going to have it be ex- abounding, right? Excessive, all right? Now, but whosoever has not, from him shall be taken away even that which he has. Who is the one that's taking all this? It's the enemy, right? He comes and he sows all this discord. He shows doubt. He sows disbelief. He he sows death. That's all he does, right? He's he sows lies. He he sold he, he, he he's he's a thief. He takes from our lives. He's gonna take what you already have because you don't have order in your life because you're not understanding the rule of God and what God is trying to do in the earth. You don't understand that you're a son of God, you're a daughter of God. You're already at the highest place that you can be when you see that. There's a seal, man, that gets placed on your life. A seal of significance. Just like a father brings to his children. Man. Same story, man. Everybody knows the story, right? A father leaves his home, leaves his wife and his children by themselves, goes off to do his own thing, be independent, set up another family, another structure. And guess what happens to that family? Issues with self-esteem, self-confidence. They don't understand their significance, their importance, and their value. The wife having to do it all alone now by herself, never was given that place by the Lord. So the enemy, again, he hates the woman, right? So if he can take that male out of his place, he's won the battle. Again, That's not what God had in mind, amen, for us to hear it and, and, I mean, for us to have and then have it taken away. That increase that God has brought, bringing and brought to our lives, it's the enemy that wants to take that increase away. And I'm not just talking about monetarily, right? I'm talking about character, man. I'm talking about growing up in the Lord, amen? Mm. Therefore speak I unto them in parable, because they see and see not and hear and hear not. Neither do they understand. I met another young man yesterday, and he's in a cane, you know, he's walking on with crutches, and he got shot in the leg or something. And uh, he asked me, you know, he needs some money, he's short. I said, what do you need the money for, sir? He said, I want to buy some cigarettes. I said, I can't help you with that, man. If you want to buy food or something, I'll be glad to buy you something. Well, anyway... I was sharing with them, you know, he was talking about his family, right? <clears throat> and he always makes sure that the kids have enough, right? Which, I do the same thing. But keep in mind, if you're not strong, how are you going to strengthen others? If you, as a son of God, as a husband, and you're not strong in your family for them in their lives, you're not you're not building that relationship, you're not keeping yourself sanctified for their sake, right? If you're not seeking God, if you're not pursuing the Lord, guess what? You're not going to be able to strengthen them and keep them in order and help them. Et cetera, et cetera, And not just in the spiritual side of things. I'm talking about practically in life, period. Right? So, so now listen to this, verse 14. <clears throat> and in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which said, By hearing you shall hear, and, and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see, and not perceive. You're not going to be able to see it. And this people's Heart is waxed gross. Thick and fat man. Rendered callous. Hard. Harsh. And their eyes are dull of hearing. And their ears they have closed. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes. And hear with their ears. And should understand with their heart. And should be converted. I should heal them. Praise God. We get back to this point of repentance amen the place of repentance that place when you finally realize that your way hasn't been right you realize and understand that this all this time and this money that you've been spending all this volunteering all this serving all these dead works that you've been doing what has it brought you you're not increasing with the increase of god you're not growing up and maturing the things of god but you sure are helping the ministry this babylonian system and it swallows up our sons and daughters swallows up their talents, swallows up their abilities. And when they have no, no longer anything to give because they've missed out on their relationship with God, they're all drained and they're all wasted away because they weren't pursuing God first. And they, they didn't understand that there has to be government over the gift in your life, the gifts of God in your life, the talents, the abilities, selections, collections, elections, the callings, the graces, the domas, the manifestations of Pheneres' The place of service, ministry, all these areas have to have governments, or else you're going to be out there independent. They must be governed by your spirit. Have you ever been in situations where you have a young man that's working with you and he doesn't listen? He won't listen to authority. He won't. He won't abide by the by the uh, pro, uh, processes. He's just all on his own, doing his thing, independent. What can you do with that? Full of ability, full of talent, full of skill, full of treasures and gifts, right? But it can't be managed. He doesn't want anybody over him or she doesn't want anyone over them. What do you do? You can't do anything but, hey, I'm sorry, I can't use you anymore. That's the order of first things that you must be able to come under authority, processes and, and procedures and ways. You see? Then... You can begin to shine in your gifts and your talents and your abilities and bring some usefulness. Right? Same thing in the kingdom of God. There's another parable. (laughs) But blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. He's telling them you see it and you hear it because you understand the kingdom of God. You see the realm of God. You see the domain of God. You see Jesus Christ as the king over the dominion, the domain. You see that. You understand that. His order is... His, his desire is obedience, right? Obedience is the primary thing in the kingdom of God because he knows you're going to obey the word. <clears throat> For verily, I say unto you now, listen to this that many prophets, body of Christ, even today, and righteous men have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them and hear. And to hear these things that you hear and have not heard them. It's the same thing today, man. You know? Thousands and thousands and thousands, you know. They don't want to assemble with the body of Christ, but they'll listen to a teaching, right? Feeling that they fulfill the purpose. No, I'm here fulfilling my purpose because I know where I come from, I know my base of operations, you see. And this is my part, getting the hearts of the people ready to understand the word of God so that when the government of God comes in, you see it. You see the kingdom of God clearly. Verse 18. Hear ye the parable of the sower. Hear this parable. I just taught them this way, now I'm going to explain it to you. When one hears the word of the kingdom of God, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and taketh away that which was sown in their heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. Who's the one taking the seed? Who's the one trying to prevent us from growing up in the kingdom of God and hearing and seeing what God is saying in the earth? And I'm not talking about a religion, right? I'm not talking about an organized structure, right? Because there's a conflict and a problem right there. Jesus Christ never meant for us to put the four posts down, and this is how it's going to be. And this, and if you're not our way, then you can't, you can't be right. See, that's Babylon. That's where Babylon wants to keep us. It's confused. That's where the enemy wants to keep us, right? Well, they're serving God. They, they love God too. What? Yeah, but we're of oh, this camp. We're Baptists. We're Pentecostal. We're Methodists. We're Jehovah's Witness, We're oneness. We're, you know, apostolic, whatever. You understand? We're Buddha. We're uh, Muslim. We're whatever, you know. So, they can't be of us. You see the conflict with all this? But in the kingdom of God, Lord of God, Jesus said, in my house, in my Father's house, are many, 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 many mansions. There's so much room in my father's house. There's a place for every one of my sons and daughters. An inheritance that I will bring to their lives that they will follow my way in the pattern of Jesus Christ. If they go outside on their own, they're going to have taken even that which they have. They're going to hear and see and not see. As I'm explaining here. But he that receives seed, into stony places, the same as he that heareth the word, and Anon with joy receives it, lambados it. Yet has he not root in himself, but dureth for a while, for when tribulation or persecutions arise because of the word, by and by his offender. All right? The word comes, faith comes, Satan comes. He's always going to come to trip us up somehow to keep that word of God from growing up in our lives. You see? Excuse me. Amen. All right. <clears throat> but he that receives seed into the good ground, glory to God. Those individuals that are seeing and understanding the kingdom of God, they're going to keep increasing with the increase of God. They're going to increase, glory to God. They're going to grow in the government of God in their lives. He that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word, the Lord and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some and hundred, some 60, and some 30. Amen? You got beautiful that is, man. You stay with the Lord, man. You stay pursuing the God. You're going to bring forth fruit, some 30, some 60, some 100-fold fruit in your lives. Amen? And you're going to be able to ask the Father, and He's going to give it to you because He knows that you're going to bless His people with it. He knows that you're going to turn around and use this resource to help the people. Not for your own... Uh, you know, for your own foolishness. I said, Lord God, if you bless me, I'll bless them. Amen? If you supply it to me, I'll supply it to them, glory of God. You give me the word of the Lord, you give me the revelation of the kingdom of God, I'll give it to them, glory of God. You give me resources, I'll use those resources to glorify you. Praise God. I'll serve you, Father, and I'll do it your way, amen, not seeking my own glory. Mm. My goodness. All right, we're going to start with submission here in the outline, section 8. Let me provide that for you. Let me post that for you, please, God. Oh, man. Oh, man, man, man. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right, here we go. Y'all stay with me, praise God. (laughs) Amen. All right, so there's the outline. We're going to start with section 8 here. And I pray and trust that you're hearing what the Lord is saying and seeing what he's saying. Amen. Comprehending by the life of God. Because you have a relationship with God. You can see God. You see? So in Ephesians 5.22, let's go to that real quick. And again, you know, I understand and realize that there's abuses for this, right? There is abuses, obviously. You got your males that are macho. You got your males that are dominating and controlling. You see? You got the males that are passive. They they can't assert any kind of assertion because they're Malacos, soft, effeminate. And then you got your males that are, uh, you know, they don't want to confront anything, right? So you got your macho man. You got your spiritual man, which is after God. You got your macho man, which is dominating, controlling. And then you got the one that's passive. And I understand all these abuses that these areas bring in the area of macho and being passive, Malacos. But nevertheless, the word of God is true, man. You maintain to the word of God, Amen. God will bless you for your obedience to His word. Now, Ephesians five twenty-two, wives submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Now, there's the qualifying piece right there. Is that unto the Lord, as unto the Lord? You can't submit yourself, right, if 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 what you're, what someone's telling you is out of order, right? Let me me see if I can find this real quick. This is in Acts chapter 5, verse 29. Acts chapter 5, verse 29. This is a story or, you know, a situation that happened here. Verse 26, Acts 5, 26. Then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence for they feared the people lest they should be stoned. All right? All right. Verse 27. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council and the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name, and behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us? He was mad, buddy. He was mad. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than man. Amen? And he began to preach the kingdom of God, amen? That's funny because when you're serving God and you're involved in the kingdom of God, that's all that you can do is preach the kingdom of God. You preach the order of God. You preach this, this dominion of Jesus Christ. That's all you do because you're the kingdom of God. You're the kingdom of God, a representation on the earth. All right. So again, as unto the Lord, right? It's not just because of, uh, you know, the word God says this and I told you. See, there is no authority in the soul. All authority comes from your spirit, man. Before Adam and Eve fell, God gave them authority. It was after that they fell that they lost that place of authority under Jesus, under the Lord, under God, and moved now and shifted over unto Satan and his dominion. The scripture calls him the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of the disobedience. Right? We've been translated from that. We know, we're we no longer under the kingdom of disobedience. We're under the kingdom of God, of obedience, amen? Praise God. Now, so again, the scripture commands, I mean, teaches us in Colossians. Let's look at Colossians 3.18. Colossians 3.18. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as is fit in the Lord. Here he says, as is fit in the Lord, right? Proper, in other words. And then the other place says, uh, in Ephesians, he said, uh, as unto the Lord. So there, it gives us a guideline here, right? It's not all uh, about this dominate macho situation, right? We've got to do it as unto the Lord, not as unto ourselves. Amen? And then, so, verse 23, for the husband is the head of the wife. When you're talking about head, you mean authority, right? Structure. Even as Christ is the head of the church and is the savior of the body. So Jesus is the savior of the body as a head. The man is the savior of the body, his family, his wife and children as a head. The same principle, right? We're talking about Christ in church, he said. Later on, I just read that earlier. Uh, Where is it at? This is a great mystery, verse 32. But I speak concerning Christ and the church, okay? Now, verse 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be subject unto their own husbands, uh, be to their own husbands in everything. That means, you know, there's a place that if you're not given accountability in the areas of, hey, I'm going to go there or this, that, or other, the husband needs to know because he needs to be praying for you. He needs to cover you in prayer. And if he doesn't know that you're going to Fort Worth, for example, you know, then 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 he's not going to be able to, to to bring covering in that situation. Spiritual authority. Pray for them. Pray angels of God, etc. Pray the word of God over his wife and family. All right. Now, verse twenty-four. I already read that. Be subject, and then verse thirty-three. Nevertheless. It, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence her, husbands, her husband. In other words, respect and honor him, amen? Because when you respect and honor him, you're receiving glory from, from God through the man. Because man submitted to Christ and woman submitted to man. Right there. There's an order there. There's an understanding there, Right? So verse eight. Now look at this. What the what the, so there's some section section here that God gave to the female, but now look at what He gives to the husband. I'm saying to the wife. I'm sorry. God gave things that the husband, the wife needs to do. Now He's giving the husband things he needs to do. Ephesians 5, 23. twenty-three. I'm just gonna read the sections. Okay. So for the for the husband is the head of the wife. So she used to be, uh, he used to be the head of the wife, right? Verse twenty-five. Husbands, love your wives. He's got to love her, even as Christ loves the church. The assembly, the body of Christ. Amen? 28 and, tw- 28 and verse 33. So a man to love their wives as their own bodies. He loveth his wife, loveth himself. Praise God. Verse 33. This is a great mi- no, I'm sorry. Nevertheless, let every one of you, in particular, so love his wife. So he he must love his wife. Amen? even as Christ loves the church. Now, verse 29, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So he must nourish them to maturity, to nourish, to nurture, to bring up. Now, I'm going to bring out a revelation here, and I covered this a little bit last week. Just as the domas are given to the body of Christ so as the husband has a small measure of Christ in all five of the domas for his family verse 29 talks about cherish all right for the for no man ever yet hated his own flesh but nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the Lord the church. Jesus Christ loves the body of Christ amen so you have to love your wives too and cherish her. And the word cherish is to foster, to warm into one's bosom. Don't be hateful towards one another, man. Love one another, even as Christ loves the church. And I like this scripture in 1 Thessalonians 2.7. Because Paul, talking to the body of Christ there in Thessalonians, he says, but we were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherishes her children. Even as a mother, even as someone that's taking care of kids, you're you, you, they, you, you you're tender with them. You're loving to them. You're kind to them. And you correct them as necessary, but in love. Amen? Not out of hatred. Not out of the soul. Hmm. Now, verse 29. The word, I already read that, I'm sorry. Verse 30, 31, be joined as one flesh. Now look at this. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones, right? For this cause, man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife. The word joined means to glue to, you see? Unto his wife, and they two shall be one flesh. One in purpose, one in desire, one in focus, one in the Lord, Amen. You know, I was, I was listening to this book and talking about the family and one of the things that I took to have taken from that so far is that God in the beginning when he said this to, when Adam said this actually, he prophesied this. Therefore, verse Genesis 2, 4, shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And in the preceding verse, Adam said, this is now bone of my bone. You see? and flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. (laughs) Alright, so what I'm saying here is is that this this place that God, it wasn't just Adam and Eve by themselves. It was Adam and Eve. It was God Adam and Eve. The order, the structure. It was all three of them that, that made a successful family. And it's the same thing in our in our families today. Me as a husband, me and my wife, my sons, with God, not apart from God, with God, with the order of God, with the word of God, with the Spirit of God, with the rule of God, with the kingdom of God, structured, just like it is in heaven, in this family. You understand? Same thing in the church. Now, another major qualifying thing that he must leave his father and mother. You've got to go out there on your own, away from your family, father and mother, and begin to practice these principles and in this, in this way of God in their lives and your lives together. You see? It's a way of God. Now, again, it's the way of God. Praise God. <laughs> so, and then verse 31, cleave unto your wife. Matthew 19, 5. Cleave unto your wife. Man, be tight with them. Amen. And said, for this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and they twain shall be one flesh. Amen. They're going to be together. They're going to be united. Amen. They're going to be serving God and uh, in purpose. Amen. All unified. Amen. Now. Now we're going to get into something here. Ephesians 5.23. So he said, even as. right. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. All right. So Jesus gave five doma gifts to men. Men specifically means males. Because there's other references to other scriptures. Our, and let's go to that, Ephesians 4, 8 now. Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. The word "gifts" here is the word "doma." Doma means to make a gift of a gift. Okay. Now, there, the word "man" is the is the uh, Greek word <clears throat> um, "anthropos." Now, in the there, he says a human being, whether male or female. But down here on the bottom, he says "man face," that is human being. Now, let's look at a scripture in First in Corinthians chapter seven, verse one. Now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. He's not talking about a female here. He's talking about a male. All right? And then, uh, well, we'll get into other scriptures. But the point is, is here, we're talking about a male here. Ephesians 4, 8, he gave gifts unto men. He gave these gifts to the man for, this is why the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, all come in the unity of the faith, knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure, the metron, of the stature, the maturity of Christ, of the fullness of Christ, that we be no more napios, right, tossed to and fro up, napias means infant, no speech, right? That we be not carried about or deceived with every wind of doctrine by the slight, the dice playing, the role, of the the trickery, if you will, the fraud of men, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. All right? That we may speak the truth in love, amen? That we may grow up unto him, Jesus, in all things which is the head. Grow up un- into him. Grow up into maturity. Grow up, amen, so God can begin to bring his burden and his purpose in part for our lives. All right? Now again, <clears throat> number four there, Doma Gifts against Are men, not women, even as Christ is the head of the body, so the man is head of his wife. The man in Christ. You see, so the representation of Christ and the governments of God are elder rule. Deacon helps, elder rule, governments. Deacon rule, elder rule. Helps in governments. Helps governments. Thing thing about helps is that you're not interested in taking the role of the of the pilotage of this thing. You just want to help and facilitate what your part is. Now, again, I read verse seven: A man should not touch a woman. Revelation fourteen four, redeemed among men. So let's look at that one. Revelation fourteen four. And all I'm doing, I'm not really. <clears throat> all I'm doing is interpreting the scripture with the scripture. Amen. That's what you should be doing. That's what we all should be doing. And these are they which were not defiled with women, for they were for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men anthropos, being the first fruits unto God and unto the Lamb. These guys had not had any relationship with women. They were males. Same Greek word. Alright. Acts 4 13. And I obviously I think it's super critical that we, we receive what the Word of God says about this because you know as well as I know how much confusion there is out there about this. right? And and the fact of the matter is, is that it's not a slam on anybody. This is the order of God. I didn't set it up. I'm just telling you what these Greek definitions in this Word says. 4.13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men... The apostles were all males, men. Alright? Same word. Luke 7:34. And hey, like I said, you gonna accept, you gotta accept the canon for what it is. If you don't, then you're gonna be out there on your own, believing all these foolish uh words and stuff that, that, that are not glorifying Jesus Christ. The son of Anthropos is come eating and drinking, and you say. Behold, a gluttonous Anthropos and a wine bibber, a friend and the publican and, and sinners. A publican and sinners. A friend of publicans and sinners. Here is talking about the Son of Man, the Son of Anthropos, Jesus Christ, the weas among men. John 17 22. This one should be pretty clear. The glory which thou gavest me. I'm sorry, hold on. That's not right. Seven I'm sorry, I said seventeen to seven. John seven twenty two. <coughs> All right, John seven twenty two. Moses therefore gave you circumcision, not because it is of Moses, but of the fathers. And ye on the Sabbath day circumcise an anthropos, a male. You can't circumcise a female, right? It's right here, man. John 1829. I didn't put it up there, man. <laughs> That's what the word says, Amen. John 1829, Pilate then went out unto them and said, What accusation Bring you against this anthropos. Talking about Jesus. He was a man. Same Greek word. John eight, I'm sorry, John nineteen, five. Then came Jesus forth wearing a the crown of thorns and the purple robe, and Pilate saith unto them, Behold the man, the Anthropos. Alright, last one. There's tons of them. Romans 3, 5. But if our unrighteousness condemn the righteous of, righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous who take vengeance? I speak as an anthropos, a male. A man. Paul was a man. He wasn't a woman. Hallelujah. Again, all these scripture verses talking about the a male means a man means a man when they wrote it down in, in, in the King James here. Excuse me, man. All right, now section D here. Even as Christ is to the church the body, so ought the man husband be to his family. So even as Christ is to the body of Christ, so ought the male the man the husband be to his family. Now I'm gonna read the definitions of these uh, these doma gifts. By the way, this is not all because Christ is whatever these charismas are in our lives to the body. Whatever these manifestations are by the Holy Ghost to the body. A male's got an incredibly important role in the establishing of a family with God. Super, super important. Alright? right. So, and he gave gifts unto men, right? Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to read that to you. Start with 4.8. And by the way, body Christ, there's nine different Greek words for the word gift. So When you're talking about gifts, gift, you need to understand what you're talking about. And praise God, we're going to get into that. And, uh, after this particular series that we're doing here, this will be the last one of that whole series that got started back in April of 2018. And this will be, this is video number 92. 92 teachings. And these were all the sincere milk of the word, the basics. <laughs> now, verse 8, when he, verse Ephesians 4 8, when he's wherefore he said when he ascended upon high he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men now verse 9 you see the verse 9 all the way to verse 10 there's a parenthesis in that that's called a parenthetical statement that's a statement that was injected in the middle to bring a little clarity to what he was saying and then he started with verse 11 and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers Pastors, as we know, is the only time translated here as pastors. All the other time it's the word shepherd. Appointment is the Greek word. Now, so again, it's a parenthetical statement now that he ascended, what is it but also that he descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended the same also that ascended far above all heavens and he might fill all things. So the four or first things that God came down to us first in Christ. And Christ had to go down and preach and then he came back up resurrected and when he did he gave gifts unto man he gave these domas he gave these functions he gave these roles and interesting enough he didn't handle the 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 disciples this way he always dealt with them about their character their service their discipleship I remember we were in a meeting and uh at a Whataburger and this one brother was talking about he's an apostle and he was laid hands and they told him he's an apostle and all this. Well, that's great, you know. But the problem is, is that uh, you can't have gifts without governments. You can't be a gift out there as any one of these fivefold areas of ministry, service to the body of Christ, not an office. It doesn't, it doesn't teach us that. You can't be these things, that, you know, and what God is brought, trying to bring you into without the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God is about governments. You can't have this without being governed. I already went through that. I'm not going to cover it again. <laughs> so the apostle. The apostle's order deals most, mostly with callings. And elections. Selections. Ministries. domo gifts. Charisma graces. You know elections. Selections. Callings. He helps us understand these things about who we are in the body of Christ. And he brings order in all these areas. He teaches you how to function in these things. Ah. And it's not about going out and starting churches. Good Lord, man. All right. So what the man be to his family, even as Christ is to his church. So Christ is an apostle to the body of Christ, right? Prophet, right? Prophet deals with order to holiness and character. The fact of the matter is, without these five areas in our lives, we're not going to come up to maturity. You can't do it if all you've been sitting under is that shepherd appointment role, pastor role. If that's all you've been sitting under. You're not going to come into maturity. Man. All right. And so he, well, let me read this other statement about the apostle. He assists in recognizing the graces and the members to help them with their function. Not to put them in an office. Not to give them a title of pastor of music, pastor of Family life, pastor, of, you know, all these roles of pastor, man, it didn't make any sense. So, a prophet deals with holiness and character. So, so the apostles getting you in order to your function and how you're going to operate in the body of Christ. The prophet is giving us order to holiness and character. The evangelist order deals mainly with salvation and righteousness. He teaches us how to love for humanity. For God so loved the world, he teaches us how. And he's and he's and he's always bent and slanted on on, on wondering do, this, do these individuals know who Jesus is? That's his thing. He always does that. And then the teacher number five, his order functions in teaching and training the body of Christ in order to the Word. So apostles in order to your function, prophets in order to holiness and character, evangelists order to the love of humanity, to humanity, love of Jesus Christ towards humanity, and then the teacher. He's training us to be in order to the word. Now, the shepherd of the poor man, the pastor. His order is to maintain order, and his function involves shepherding and bishoping. Now, we're all porters. We're all responsible for what's coming in and coming in and out of our lives. And that's not to say that this this ministry of shepherding and bishoping can't come from any one of these functions. If you see a brother sin a sin which is not unto death, you need, to, you need to correct him, right? And that's whether you're a male or a female in the body of Christ, a brother or a sister. But in these orders of and how they function, God's real clear about this. And so Jesus Christ was all this to the body of Christ. So is the husband to his sons and daughters and to his wife. Isn't that obvious? Isn't that beautiful? It doesn't mean that I'm all fivefold. It means that I have a measure of Christ, and Christ is interested in my sons' life and about their functions, and about how they, how, how, their character in their life, keeping them to where they're honest to their word, and when they give their word, that's that's, that's what they stay to, right? Teaching them how to love humanity, teaching them how to how to maintain order in their lives, right, and how to maintain it in their own lives. I tell them all the time: if you can't manage yourself, someone's going to manage you. And teaching them the order of the word. And how to love God's word. Man. And how to understand that this is the canon rule. The word. And this is how we understand our boundaries. And where, where we fall in line with. Not according to the world. Amen. But according to the word of God. Now First 1 Corinthians 12.28. This will be the last scripture I go into here. First <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 12.28. All right. God. And the scripture says again, first Corinthians 12, we're talking about spirituals. This whole chapter of 12, 13, and 14 of Corinthians talks about spirituals. First Corinthians 12 1 Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant. The word gifts in the King James Version is italicized, which means it wasn't a part of the original text. So Paul wasn't saying about concerning gifts, spiritual gifts, he's saying concerning spirituals. This whole realm of understanding what domas are, understanding what charismas are, understanding what the manifestations are, understanding the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. All these areas are spirituals. Understand how to function the body of Christ. All of this is spiritual. We live after a spiritual kingdom. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen? Now, verse 28. Well, No, verse 27. Now, you are the body of Christ and members in particular. Amen? you have me- your members. You have a portion. You have a part. You have a section. You have an, a, a, an allotment that's been given to you. Not if you're going out there chasing after the way the world does it, after the kingdom of God. There's an order and a function for every one of us in the body of Christ. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it weren't so, I would have told you. I've got room for all of you to, function, to be able to function and do your part without any problems. In the order and the operation, the way you do it, all right? And God has set some in the church, in the kingdom of God now, because in the Babylonian system, who's the first? He's the pastor, right? Well, a pastor wasn't an officer. It wasn't a, a place to have an office of governments. It was a place of gifting to the body of Christ to help them and bring them to maturity, the perfect of the saints. You see that? So God has said some in the church. What did he say first according to the word here? First, apostles. Anytime you see the word first, you're talking about apostolic order. You're talking about the order of first things. First things first. Do this first, then this, then this. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. Principle of the kingdom of God. Apostolic order. And God has said some in the church. First, what does it say? Apostles. Secondarily, teachers. I'm sorry, prophets. Thirdly, teachers. After that, miracles, dunamas, gifts, charismas, healings. Amen. The word healing is the word yama, the meaning of healing, remedies. All right. Helps. Governments. Diversities of tongues. And then he says in verse 29, are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Are all workers of miracles? No. Have all the charismas of healing? No. Do all speak with tongues? No. Do all interpret? No. But covet earnestly the best charisma, he says here, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Praise God. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity, Father, and the way that you're teaching us and showing us, Father, and how you're helping us understand, Father God, Through parables, Father God, seeing the kingdom of God and those that are hearing, Father God, and seeing your increase in their lives by the increase of God, amen. Increase with the increase of God, amen. I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name for how you're teaching and training us, Father God, and how this is so important, so necessary, hallelujah. And I thank you, Lord God, for your word is life unto those who find them and help to all their flesh. We will just take heed to your word, amen. Everything that we have need of has been provided through you, Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that in my life, I believe it for my family, I believe it for these brothers and sisters that are partaking, Father. I pray, Lord God, that they would take these words, Father God, and meditate on this word, amen, that the words of my heart, the meditation of my, the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart will be acceptable in your sight, oh Lord, my God and my Redeemer. Thank you, Lord God, for those that are partaking, those that will partake in the future, Father. I bless you, Father God, in Jesus' name for this opportunity, Father God. And we give you praise for this, Lord.
0: In Jesus' name we pray, amen.